This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. I want to start the show. This is the Way to Go podcast. Mark is taking notes over there. As I said, I'm starting anyway, so we're glad you're here. That's good. Mark, what Started. are you taking notes about? I'm taking notes about what I have to pick up from the grocery store oh, tonight on my it. way home. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I'm just kind of, you told me we were talking about marriage. I'm jotting down some things I'd like to maybe think about at, if, if I get the opportunity. But you know what? I'm great, grateful for the opportunity to be here, to be on this show with you, to talk to people about marriage. And as, there are a lot of verses. I mean, it's, oh my goodness, I think yeah. uh, sometimes you, you talk to people and you just realize they just don't understand the basics of marriage. I mean, some of the foundation of marriage would be you leave mom and dad, you cleave to your spouse, you become one flesh. Yeah. Um, man was alone. God said it's not good. He made a helper suitable. Uh, the purpose of marriage is companionship. I mean, just basic thinking. You know, if you don't have that basic thinking in your mind that, the, hey, marriage is about companionship, you're going to be so far off because Adam was alone. Mm-hmm. And it was not good. No, it wasn't good. It was not good for him to be alone. So God made him a, a companion suitable or comparable right. to him. Or it was a helper. Right. You know? Well, the guys and girls have differences. So, I mean, not only are there guy and girl differences, there are differences between people anyway. So one might mm -hmm. be stronger finance. One might be yeah. more organized. Uh, one might be more adventurous. One might be more outgoing. But whatever the differences are, they're not necessarily, mm -hmm. they're not a problem. Or as one young lady said to me recently, it's not an obstacle to overcome. It's something to be appreciated that we are different. Assuming right. the differences, we're not talking about sin or excusing sin. We're just acknowledging that, no, uh, there are areas where we have where we're just different. And, and each, that's okay. And each, and I think, Bill, I what I've learned over the years is that each one brings a certain sense of um, need, love need to the, right. to the marriage. You know, like a man, you know, they're going to want honor. Right. The number one primary need of a man in, in marriage, honor. Everything you do as a wife speak to him through the filter of honor, right? Uh, the number one need for a woman in my right. searching or whatever, yeah. the number one need for a woman, men, listen up, is security. No, I agree with she security. She needs to feel secure. Yeah, for guys, you they know? like to be significant, but a lot of times guys find significance in working outside the home and what everyone else says mm. and what their family says is not mm. as important. So if a guy sits next to his wife on a Friday night on the couch, he may not think he's doing something. He may think, you know, I need to be out doing something. I need to fix something. I need okay. to paint something. I need to plant the garden. And he might think playing games with the kids or sitting on the couch is doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's what his wife needs, so that's what he needs to do. But if you don't allow your wife to be the companion, then she's not really allowed to do what she was intended to do. Mm. And that is to provide company and be there with you. And sometimes guys forget that, and then their wives become frustrated because the number one complaint that I've heard since being here is wives feel abandoned. Meaning that their husband's always on the computer, he's always outside, he's playing softball, he's hunting, he's always somewhere else other than with her. So she doesn't really feel fulfilled because she doesn't have a relationship with him. The guy feels like, well, man, I went out and worked hard and, you know, I'm, I'm paying the bills, so I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I go to church with you, hopefully, uh, different things like that. So, you know, I'm out mowing the lawn, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, but are you relating? Are you having a yeah. relationship together? I yeah. think that's super important. Yeah, because there's there like I was saying those needs, and this comes from Jimmy Evans. Uh, one of 
he's a great preacher on, on marriage. And um, the four main needs for a man is honor, uh, sex, friendship, companionship. That's right. what you're talking about there. And domestic support. Like he wants to see his wife supporting him at home and, right. you know, making that home a, a, a home, you right. know. And for a woman, it's security, communication, non-sexual touch. And I can't remember off the top of my head what that last one is, but that non-sexual touch. Right. She just wants to be close with you. Communicate your heart to her. Right. You know, and um, those are, if you do those things, I mean, you're, you're going to have a much better chance of success in your relationship and your right. intimacy, building intimacy with each other. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't, I've never really thought of myself, yeah, I want my wife to honor me. I mean, I don't even think I think in those terms, to be honest with you. Yeah, you I know just, why? Because she honors you. Yeah, well, she must she because just, I don't think about Jerry it. Jerry is a great person. to. She honors you. She speaks through the filter of respect. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. She makes fun of me. As soon as you start being disrespected, though, guess what? She's mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about it. You know she doesn't watch this show. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. I my wife doesn't watch any of my social media. Trust me. I've been saying whatever I want for years. Yep. And I know I can do it without impunity at all or because I know she's not going to know mm-hmm. what in the world it was that I said anyway. But, no, I mean, we get along great. And I feel significance is important. So if you want to say significance slash honor, just call it by a different name. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But I think guys like to conquer their worlds. And that's, that's what they're they're always about doing. Yeah. And the wife wants to have that relationship and that closeness. So you got to build the relationship. Yep. It's give and take all the way. It's a two-way street. you got to be able to work. See, I think too, many, too much emphasis in today's culture anyways is if it's meant to be, it'll just happen. You know? <laughs> and, and I think... That's such a false statement. Like for me anyways, it was a wake up call when I had a counselor look at me and say, hey, if you're not willing to put the work into it, it won't work for you. Right. Like you got to put the work into the marriage in order for it to work for you. Right. You know, and man, it was like, a, oh, yeah. OK, so I actually do have to put in effort. You mean this is a daily like it has to be on my mind every day. Right. Yes. It's <laughs> Just only, like my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Same way. Daily effort for me to reach out to him, connect with him. You know, it's not based on works, but since I got my salvation and I got that relationship with him, I want to work at it to continue to, to grow. To be honest, like I don't really feel like marriage doesn't feel like work to me. Marriage feels like, no, I want to be with her. I want to talk to her. So she's already sent me pictures. She's taken one of the barn cats to get fixed. So she's been sending me pictures, videos of him howling, yowling in the back mm. and her comforting mm. him. And then pictures of his pathetic little face looking out the cat carrier <laughs> and how happy she is. They're fixing him today and she doesn't have to come back. Like that's what I'm hearing about. Yeah. Uh, but I had a six thirty meeting this morning on the way back home. I stopped by to talk to her mm-hmm. for a few minutes, complain about the raccoons ripping into the planters and stuff like that. But now I find that I always want to talk to her. Like I always want to be around her and see yeah. what she's up to. I don't mind you- running by myself. Sometimes I'll go hike by myself, but I, you know, I, I just like being around her. So I guess from that perspective, it's not that, it's not that hard. But she Bill, just texted you want me right that, now. You want that friendship. She that, just texted that, me right now. Go ahead. No, that you go third, ahead. That third need for a man, that friendship, that companionship, they, the shoulder to shoulder stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, uh, come alongside with me. You know, you know how often I've asked my wife to go hunting with me? She just don't want to do it. You know, she don't want to be a part of it, but. Right you know, come with me. Let's be a part of it. You know what I mean? Now she did get some golf clubs. So I'm looking forward to, to, to going out to the golf course with her and, and hitting some balls around, yeah. you know? So no, I, I, 
certain things I don't expect my wife to do. I don't expect her to run with me. She doesn't. Uh, in the winter, it's too cold. In the summer, it's too buggy and it's too hot. There's always a reason why it's too something, you know, for her to go. It's yeah. too early. It's too this. It's too that. It's too the other. I just know she's not coming. And even if she did, she's not going to run. So yeah. she would just be on the trail and I would be running my distance anyway. But yeah, she just wanted to text me now and tell me I'm taking jump out of my booth jump out of my booth so whatever the jump is in her booth she's taking it out right now as soon as she oh met junk gosh. i should tell yeah. her i'm doing the podcast reading her text but i already told her i don't need to tell her because i already told her i was doing a podcast she texted me anyway so yeah. this is how nice it is so this is it goes funny. on you know throughout the day you know i'll hear from her so that's good and uh, we do stay in touch mm-hmm. and she'll come by sometimes to bring me lunch or and then at night you know, we'll tend to do stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that kind of stuff. So that's good. It's, it's companionship. But anyway, uh, there are times in relationships where it's not going so well. And there, at some point to fix something, you've got to take a chance. Like somebody's got to open their heart. If you got two people, mm-hmm. well, I'm kind of like, I don't really trust you because you said you might leave me. And I don't really trust you because you talked about somebody else. And I, I don't really trust you right now to, you know, open up my heart because you might hurt me. And sometimes in marriage, that's the way we feel. But at some point, someone's got to take a chance that they might get hurt. Because it, it's always like this. I, I kind of love them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because they're waiting for the other person to love them. And then if the other person love them, they would jump right in. But they're like, they're not really yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. To me, I'm not sure it's about love anymore. I think, to me, it's about safety at that point. You don't feel safe with each other. You no, don't I'm not, feel yeah, but there's safe. No violence. Feel, there's no. 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 Yeah, safe like to that. be. I'm saying emotionally safe. Right. You know, I I agree with you. You know, right. um, if there's physical questionability, you need to you know get out right. of that situation. But emotionally, you're just not wanting to be, be vulnerable with each other. You're not wanting to be open with each other. You know, right. because you don't feel safe. Somebody somebody might have. You know, misuse the information that you gave the other spouse. You know, like if I'm te- if I'm confiding in my wife and I find out that she's out there, which by the way she never does. My wife is tight lipped, but she's out there telling somebody else what I told her in confidence. I'm not going to open up to her. Well, anymore. yeah, but that, you know I, I think mean? that's a I think that's a different story other than just you know loving your wife. I'm saying if you're going to have a relationship and you're going to go forward and you're going to be close, there comes a time when you're going to have to take a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, may that be unsafe. Of course. I mean, there are plenty of places I go and photograph that I don't go to them because they're safe. Could I fall? Could I break something? Yeah, that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You go hiking? Yeah, you might slip. Something bad might happen. You might break your camera. There's always that possibility. But my goodness, I'm not going to sit around and do nothing because yeah. I'm afraid of what might happen. A lot of times when you evaluate the risk that you're taking, it's really not that big of a risk. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're That's saying, right. oh, I don't know. You don't, I don't know if I can risk it. I'm like, it's not that big of a risk, you guys. No, it, and you can't have two people stationary doing nothing because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. So many times. Eventually, you're going to have to take that chance and say, yeah, I might get hurt if I put myself out there and love this person. I might get hurt That's if right. I make myself a little bit vulnerable. Now, I'm not talking about if you can trust them or... You know, hey, every time I give them a hundred bucks for groceries, they spend it on pets. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't give them money until, you know, I knew that was resolved. Not talking about that. I'm talking about you and your heart and your emotions that you're going to open yourself up and love this person like you're supposed to, because you're not going to have a very good marriage if you don't love the person you're with. It's true. Right. Absolutely. I mean, at some point, somebody has to break, break that that barrier, that right. hindrance, you know, and, uh, you're right. Somebody has to say, you know what, I'm willing to risk it. And all too often, I feel like way too many people don't do it because they feel like they can't 
change or they can't, things aren't going to be different. There's no hope in the future, you know, and I have witnessed over and over subtle, small changes that you can make in your marriage that make all the difference in the world. And we're not talking big items. How about this? Try talking to each other for 20 minutes a day. Right. Let's go back. If that's too hard, go 10 minutes a day. Start right. there once. Just start talking to each other. See what happens. You know, not monologue, right. dialogue. Or remember, you, instead of coming home and waiting for them to come see you, you go see them. Exactly. Well, you know, I came home, they weren't there at the door, so I did. Then go find them. Go find them. Give them a kiss. Hey, I'm home. What do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. I tell you, there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of people that respond apprehensively to things. They're uh, kind of passive when it comes to situations. Instead of handling the situation and say, watch this, I got this. I'm going to handle this situation. I'm going to be this. I don't care how you are. I'm going to do it because sometimes we're doing it for the Lord anyway. That's right. And we're like, I know that it's the right thing to do. So to to me, I think, Bill, I think when, when somebody comes to me for counseling, four things I'm looking for to see if they're violated. I'm looking to see if there's, there's four laws of love. There's the law of priority. If you're not prioritizing each other, there's going to be issues in your marriage. Right. That's great. You know, there's there's the law of pursuit. If you're not pursuing each other, right. you know, going on dates together, whatever it is, if you're if you're violating that, somebody's going to feel legitimate jealousy. Right. You know, I want to be pursued, you know. Um, partnership. If you're not equals in your marriage, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's dominating, if somebody's that's going to cause issues. So right. we're kind of trying to find that. We're, we're watching that and see if it's going to happen. And the last one is just being pure. Are you sinning against each other? Or is there sin that you're a part of that you need to get rid of in your life? If right. you're a part of sin, you can't have good fellowship with each other and be out there. So let's say I want to have a good intimate time with my wife, but an hour before that, I'm sinning in pornography. That's going to contradict, and you're going to have issues in or, your marriage. Or you're you know? texting another woman. I mean, that, that wouldn't be good either. So your four laws of love, you're, you're prioritizing each other, you're pursuing each other, you're being partners with each other, co-equals with each other, and you're being pure in your relationship. Right. If those things are being violated, you're going to have issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably going to be somewhat dissatisfied in those things. Absolutely. But you still have to. I mean, I just think sometimes you got to make too many people sit around waiting for something to happen. I'm waiting for my spouse to change. I'm waiting for my spouse to ask me out. <laughs> ask them out. Yeah. Stop waiting around That's right. and doing things. Well, then, you know, we never do anything fun. Did you plan anything fun? That's exactly right. So if you're right. tired of not being pursued, maybe try being the pursuer. Right for a little bit. You know what I mean? I've talked to so many years ago about that and they were like, Oh, they never got to dinner. I said, would you please stop whining? (laughs) Make plans and tell them they're going. You're very insensitive, Bill. I I know. That's why they don't come to me. That's why they're all going to you. Yeah, right. They don't want to hear the truth. They can't handle, you can't handle the truth. That's the problem. No, I told them the truth. I said, stop it. Yeah. I said, you need to, you're acting like you're a victim here. You're acting like you have no part to play in this at all. You just sit there and I'm just, you know, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to wait. You know, they didn't. I'm forlorn. I got news for you. What did you do? That's right. You go do something. Mm. You go make a plan. And for honestly, ladies, most guys, you make a plan and tell them they're going to go out to eat with you. They're going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You make a plan. You tell them they're going to do, hey, I want to go here and do this. I'm making plans. They're going. They're passive in so many other things. They're going to be there too. You know, just tell them this is what I want to do. 
and make the plan. And they're going to typically follow suit. And if they don't, then there might be a big problem there, right? If they won't come to you with stuff or do things with you. But I would at least, before you go complain and whole hog, why don't don't you go out and try to do what you can to do it? Now, sometimes uh, we're in an area where, you know, love has to be tough. And I've had those situations Mm. recently where I've had to tell them, listen, you got to put your foot down and say, I'm not putting up with that, period. Because I've seen people, honest to goodness, like, spouses disaster doing all kinds of stuff they shouldn't be doing and they're sitting there doing every single little thing for them and i'm listening to this and i'm thinking to myself what are you doing Mm. Mm. why are you doing you're communicating to that person there's no problem with what they're doing you treat them all that yeah i'm all for being nice but it comes to a point when someone's in sin somebody is doing something they clearly shouldn't be doing you're almost supportive of it because mm. you're just like, well, I'm just going to, you know, make sure that everything is just perfect for them. And then maybe they'll behave. How's that working mm. right now? Mm. Instead of saying, no, you know, let's say if there's infidelity or something, no, you want that person, let them do all that stuff for you. Wow. They can go deposit your stuff at the bank. They can go pick up this for you. They can go get that for you. Let them wow. do it. You mm. want to, you want to go out? Met- I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not someone who messes around. You know, I'm just not someone who's going to play, when there's bad behavior going around, I'd rather see that person do something about it and make it come around. And I'm telling you, in the advice that I've given to people, I've seen marriages come around time and time, time after time after time after time. Wow. Because it's the right thing to do. We're talking about being right and doing right. And yeah. you don't have to put up with bad behavior. Yeah. Like sin, you don't mm-hmm. have to. And so where I'm, I'm, my suggestion would be to these people, listen, there are times where you've got to say it plainly. You are not going to do it. I've told people before, well, they're always yelling at me. Walk away. What are, what are you thinking? You don't conversate with people and let them talk to you like that. You say, excuse me, if that's the way you're going to talk to me, we're not talking. That's good. We, I mean, healthy boundaries. Right. So that's absolutely. What you're, I'm about. Not, yeah. you're not going to talk to me like that. Yeah. If, if you are, we're not going to have a conversation. When you talk to me like an adult and you talk to me kindly and in love, I'll talk to you. You're not going to sit around and yell and scream at me. That's good. Right. I and mean, treat me I like that. Li- I like that. I mean, I, you know, the, the, other, the other way is you're just going to get more of it. That's what this I'm is what I found. Yeah. If you do nothing about problems, you get more problems. Problems do not fix themselves. Like Paul finally had to cast that demon out of that slave girl because she was following him day after day after day after day. It was only a matter of time before he had to do something because it was never going to stop mm. until yeah. he stopped it. Like raccoons tearing into my planters. I've been complaining about it nonstop. You know, it's like everyone who can listen to me, I'm telling them, raccoons are tearing my planters apart. So now I have to put an end to it because guess what? It's, it's not stopping on its own. I thought maybe it would. I'm like, ah, these little coons are probably new guys. They probably don't know that dirt's not delicious. So they're just <laughs> eating it. And now they're finding out that, no, they actually like it. They have a taste for my potting soil. So every night I come out, one night, two nights ago, 17 planters wiped out. Put them back together best I can. This has been going on for weeks. Seven today. I got to put an end to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm working at it. I don't need to get into all the ugly details. I'm working on it. That's all I can say. You know, I've I've had a lot of suggestions. Farmers full of great information. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. They know how to take care of these guys. Some stuff I've never heard of before. I'm like, whoo, man, that sounds wicked. So, but yeah, I mean, but I have to do something. That's the point about it. You have to do something for us to sit idly by. My only suggestion is I think everything we do in love, but to sit idly by and do nothing typically never changes a situation. No, not at all. So no, you, you got to put in effort. You got to put in change, you know, the, the effort it takes to change, you know, right. and you're not trying to change the other person. 
you got to change yourself. You know, you right. got to you got to work on what you can work on. So like that, for example, you're changing um, your tendency to want to please the other person with everything you're doing. You're changing that tendency and you're saying, no, 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 no. I have to set a healthy boundary that's right. going to protect me and let that other person taste their own consequences right. because they can make choices. Right. They have to make a choice. Once you put, once you make that boundary, they have to now decide, okay, now right. what am I going to do with this? Right. And once they make that choice, right. they have to sit with the, the, the consequences of that choice, right. you know? And if you're over there coddling and, and working, you know, they're never going to taste the consequence. No. And consequences are a big change agent. Right. Know? And so. uh, Yeah, and, and we're not talking about changing the other person. But the, the fact of the matter is, we all have expectations. Some expectations we have are fair. My wife can have an mm-hmm. expectation of me that I'm going to be faithful to her. I would never yeah. say her, you need to change that expectation nope. right now. You know why? Because that's a biblical expectation. Right. My wife should have an expectation of me, you're going to be honest. Yep. Why? Well, that's what the Bible says. That's right. Her expectation is dead on. It's not a and matter that's what of her. Vowed, you right. vowed that to each other. Right. There, you know? Right. And it's in the Bible mm-hmm. that I'm going to be faithful. That's 10 commandments. Here's my I'm commitment. I'm going to lie. Here's that's my commitment. That's 10 right. commandments. Mm-hmm. So when, when you look at marriage and what expectations are, yeah, some expectations we have of each other's spouses is just unrealistic. You know, mm-hmm. drop it. But some of them are biblical and you should never let go of it. Well, so when when somebody's doing something they should absolutely should not be doing, biblically speaking, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got to stand your ground. That's right. I need you to be committed to godly lifestyles. If you're right. committed to a godly lifestyle, then how much are your problems in marriage right now would just go away right unwholesome talk don't right. let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth right you know pursuing each other like you're pursuing christ well if you're not pursuing christ you don't even know what that looks like right well, you know. well here's the thing our tendencies are to go the wrong way i mean we know that don't look at the bible as just being oh the bible's telling me what to do oh my goodness yeah. terrible i don't need to listen to that the bible is full of statements of reality statement of reality is I should not steal from people. State of reality is I should not cheat. State of reality is I should not kill people. That's the state of reality. It's always, it wouldn't matter. God didn't make lying bad. It was bad before we were ever here. That's right. Stealing was a bad thing before we were ever here, before this world was ever made. It just is what it is. So when you look at the Ten Commandments, I look at them as God's statements of reality. Mm -hmm. So in a marriage and you're telling somebody, hey, you need to be godly, all we're saying is, no, you need to come in line with God's statements of reality that are already put there because that really works. When I'm trying to go by what the world says and what the world's going to do, that's not going to work. But anyway, can, we're, I, can I share a one verse to end it? Yeah. Two verses, actually. Philippians okay. 2. I'll give you one and a half. All right, one and a half. Philippians 2. Just think about if you applied this to your relationship right now. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value the other above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Imagine, imagine if every one of us just started applying those two verses to our relationship. I'm telling you, your marriage will be transformed. Yeah. That's change. Reality statement. Be unselfish. That's reality. Anyway, you guys all have a great and a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share it with whomever you wish. 